welcome. This is a golf podcast unlike any other. We're here late on a Sunday night to talk about the U.S. Open on Fairway Roll and the golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am joined by my PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard, and we're going to talk about Beefy Bryson because, boy, oh, boy, the incredible bulk got it done. He got it done in record-making fashion and, I mean, protein shakes for all. Look, we knew 6,000 calories a day was the way to live. And now for all of us fatties, life has been justified. I feel great. We can do anything eating 6,000 calories a day. Unfortunately, if it was only that easy, right? I mean, the eating the 6,000 calories part, I got that on lock. I can handle that part. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rollin' presented by FanDuel. Major season is here and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets, download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI, it's possible because they're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions, that's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Was there a moment, House, when you didn't feel like he was going to win after Friday night? Oh, sure, sure. I mean... This is the thing, uh, and I don't know if I'd call it a dirty little secret. I don't know how to, to properly wow. characterize this, but like the golf course was giving up low rounds, Nate. It there, did all yeah, week, right? All week. So, like, wh- who's to say? That- Dan Hicks. Dan Hicks is to say because <laughs> he wants you to know two things. Hmm. Number one, he's a member. And number two, Wingfoot is really hard. Yeah, really, really hard. Really, it's so, going to be it's so difficult. difficult. It's very and difficult. It's, it's really kicking difficult. the asses of all these players. And we're looking at the leaderboard in rounds one and a little bit to round three. And people are playing great and they're kicking the course's ass. It On balance, right, the golf course got the better of virtually all the guys. The golf course accomplished all that it it um, was, was sort of touted 
to 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 uh yes have in store for people which is putting guys in uncomfortable positions and having them playing out playing defense and playing uncomfortable golf mission accomplished right house here we go we're going to go backwards from 20 to 1 really quickly top 20 golfers in the world cuz we're going to talk about Bryson a bunch and there's a whole bunch of implications related to him winning that we've got to address. But if we go from 20 to one in the world rankings right now, like everybody except maybe three or four guys were involved. Matthew Fitzpatrick is number 20. I didn't hear anything about him this week. Did you? Well, I did because he was right at the cut line. Okay. (laughs) And I had bet him in a head to head with, uh oh god I don't remember who but Matthew Fitzpatrick beat whoever he was in the head to head and missed the cut by one he finished at seven over okay but you made money of course I made money yes okay 19 Hideki we heard a lot about Hideki this week are we gonna do the Hideki right now no no I just I just want to go backwards just really quickly because great because everybody at this point has said oh Wingfoot it didn't have teeth it didn't but like Hideki was in the mix. 18, Matthew Wolf, he was in the mix. 17, Tommy Fleetwood. Okay, not a factor, but w- w- we talked about the heart issue in the last podcast uh, with Justin Ray and whether there's a coefficient for how Tommy Fleetwood is one of those guys who is not getting it done. But listen, he does, he, he belongs in the world rankings, but in this thing, he wasn't a factor. And I'm not, I don't want to call that a heart thing with Tommy. He, he's, his game okay. sucks right now. It, it, okay, guess That's who's all. number 16 in the world? Louis Ustazen. Wow. Okay, number yeah. fi- number 15, Ty Hatton. Okay, he bombed out. Fine. Number 14, it's top eight Tony. <laughs> it isn't top five Tony this week. It's top eight Tony. That's right. Okay, 13, Daniel Berger. Probably the biggest single disappointment of this entire week was Daniel Berger. You, you wanted more out of your burger. It, 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 maybe only matched by number 12 in the world, Patrick Cantlay, who just, he was in the mix, but not really, right? He was always hanging around there. He, he's going to top 25, but he's not actually going to pull up. He's another guy whose game has sucked. Number 11, Adam Scott. Uh, okay, we didn't really hear much about him this week, but he was there, fine. But like, we we saw some shots. Number 10, here, and here we go. Patrick Reed all over, right? Sure, sure. Probably could have won. Everybody loved his completely disastrous uh, third round. Saturday. Uh, eight over, you know. But, but Submarine he would, Saturday. Ton of camera time. Okay, again, what we're, what we're measuring this against is, was winged foot a good test to filter out the best players in the world? Number nine, Brooks, wasn't there. Number eight, Xander Schauffele, all over the telecast. Number seven, Webb Simpson sneakily had a chance to get in the mix here. Hit the coolest putt of the week. Maybe ZJ hit a better one, but Webb was unbelievable. As usual. Number six, second biggest disappointment of the week, Colin Morikawa. Yeah. And we got to talk about him later on. Number five is the big boy, Bryson, who won. Number four is Rory in the mix. Number three, JT in the mix. Number two, John Rahm was in the mix until probably midway through the third round. And number one was DJ, who had a sneaky top five Tony backdoor 
<laughs> top, what was it a top five or top six? It was top five. Okay. Oh, so, so look, whole long winded uh, way of saying DJ, that's everybody. Tie, tie for six, DJ. My bad. Okay. Okay. Xander was alone in fifth. Those are the top 20 guys in the world. They were all in the mix except a couple of guys. Like 90% of them, 85% of them were in the mix. Wingfoot did its job. We got to respect what this tournament did. And by the way, it was boring as hell, and we'll talk about all that. But this course brought out the best golfers at the top of the leaderboard, and it filtered through. And if we really, you know, as you and I say, widen the aperture, and we, and we go from 30,000 feet, and we start from the restart, who's the golfer who's made the most noise, who's been the most impressive, and who for parts, if not most of the season, looked the best? It's the big I mean, boy. It's the best. It, Frank and Bryson has been the story since, you know, June. And I absolutely adore what he's done. I respect every aspect of the entire, the imagination of it, the vision of it, him. And then, you know, some of the um, commentary around his performance this week, folks have, you know, done some of the data mining to find out like what, where, where did he recognize that he needed to do something and point folks are pointing back to the PGA championship at Beth page and him watching Brooks go out there and kick ass and take names and uh, Bryson recognizing in his own game and inability to score the way that Brooks did. And, and I believe it was uh, uh, Bryson's self acknowledgement that he can't he could not back then advance the ball far enough to score from the rough his problem was from the rough and here we have a guy who missed the most fairways in US Open history who used the advantage of distance and i'm going to do a little you know brandle action here okay. brandle talk about the angle of descent yes right and that is the distinguishing factor it it's neutralizes not, the the hard greens when you're coming from straight down instead of hitting a four or three iron into a green that you can't stop it. That's the point. That's the point. Exactly right. So it's not the distance is 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 certainly uh, uh, an important part of it um, because it means that he has wedge or nine iron in his hands. But there isn't a rough deep enough. I mean, they they tried to maybe maybe with a rough at Memorial was deep enough because he did hit a ten out of there. Uh, well, fair enough. But let's be clear, he was still twenty sixth in fairways hit this week. Mm -hmm. So he was accurate, and guess what? He was eleventh in putts. So I mean, it, we're like, oh, he's big and beefy, and he hits it far, and that's the key. Dude can putt. And if you heard the little bit of shade that Rory <laughs> threw at him, it's probably not time for the Rory shade, but we need a whole separate pot on the Rory shade. The Rory shade was, hey, I don't know if anybody likes this, but like, and I'm not even sure that that putting should be legal, right? W which was Rory saying, I, I don't know what's going on with the way he's anchoring that thing. Well, he calls it, it's an arm lock. And it right. does have a type of anchor resemblance. <laughs> How many dudes have you ever seen in, in the games that you play out on the munis and fancy country club courses that you play? Indeed. 
are doing the arm lock. Nobody, nobody, none, zero, nonesies. So, so is the lesson from this tournament, go swing out of your shoes, quite literally, and that's going to get you there? Or is it that maybe there are some angles and the science of the, compl- you know, the complete science of the way he approaches the game, which includes putting. I mean, dude made a 40-footer. He made the putts today that you have to make to win a U.S. Open. Oh, that's exactly right. And honestly, it I don't know that there's any lesson, any takeaway um, from this. The The basic proposition of getting yourself into a position on the golf course to where you can have the shortest club in your hands possible and the highest amount of loft possible as you approach the greens, that applies for all of us. That, that's everybody. That's everybody that plays the game would prefer to have shorter irons than longer irons in the greens. Every single old dude on the telecast. Listen, I love the NBC. We've beaten up a lot of the, a lot of the coverage since the restart. NBC did an okay job, but I appreciated the transparency of the commentators who all basically said, I hate that this is happening. I hate <laughs> that this is happening. I respect it, but I hate this is happening. And, and here's the thing. There's a whole bunch of reasons to, to challenge the Bryson stuff and none more so than the manufactured Cisco. I just saw my mom and now I'm going to do, you know, Ricky Bobby, uh, thank all my sponsors. Like I just want a NASCAR race. Uh, the, the whole thing w- w- was out of control. But if you don't respect the hustle, dude turned on the lights on the range last night and was wailing on three woods and, and drivers, you know, knowing he was two shots out of the lead, but he knew he had the lead last night and he knew this was his chance. If you can't respect the hustle, like y- y- you're just hating, I think at this point. And I got a lot of hate. To, to talk about related to this guy and the way that he handles the brand. But there is nothing you can say other than mad respect for the game because he's changing it. He, he, he changed it. I mean, and, and, and look, he changed it in terms of an innovation that makes 1000% sense for him. This is not yeah. changing the game writ large because there are not many human beings on planet Earth that can accomplish what he accomplished in the time frame within which he accomplished it, who already have the natural God-given talent to be successful enough at golf to where the increase in swing speed and you know just the, the basic analytics of it, um, <coughs> that, that whole package that you could slam that thing together in the handful of months that, that Bryson accomplished it. But the innovation, the changing of game of the game innovation, is it creates a new way of thinking, a new way of attacking this that for kids coming up that may, maybe they, you know, it's something for them to focus on and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't, I mean, I don't have an opinion. I just like the yes, idea you that do. there's, well, yes, I think, you do. Here's what I, what I say is I like the idea that there are, there are a multitude of ways of being successful at the game. That's, okay. that's the, my point. But yesterday we heard bones who, you know, is at Wingfoot, like reliving his most traumatic moment as a human, probably in, in his professional life. What is the one thing that he said? Did you hear his comment? I he don't know. Said, I don't know if, if I heard it. He said, I just want to say, you know, Bryson's hitting. And so he puts his hand because he has this amazing ability to talk 
four feet from the guy who's hitting. Like, he can speak. He's so much better than Roger Maltby, Dottie Pepper. They all got to figure out how Bones speaks at the decibel level that he does in somebody's backspring. He's been doing it for 30 years. What do you mean? But he hadn't been talking in backswing. So he's figured out, you're right, he's figured out how to talk when other guys are hitting. So so Bones basically goes, uh, well, Bryson's hitting this uh, 450-yard shot with a 7-iron. I just want to say that if you are a parent out there raising boys or girls playing golf, the one thing you have to do is teach them to hit the living fucking shit out of the ball. He said, that's what he said in so many words. He said, swing speed is the only thing that matters. And it was astonishing to hear that, by the way, from a guy who's caddied for a player who has great swing speed, but is the most feel shot shaping, you know, sort of creative minded a visionary probably we've ever seen in golf to say it doesn't matter teach your kid to hit the crap out of the ball but Nate we know that to be true and that's not a revelation and Bryson DeChambeau doesn't get credit for that the generation that Bryson belongs to Bryson is just one of a handful of guys and and he happens to have an advantage because his physical stature permitted him to make a a big leap in this but look he's from the same a uh, uh, generation of player as Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas and Daniel Berger, who are four feet eleven. Exactly. And don't hit Pre- it. Precisely the point, though. Those guys hit the daylights out of the ball relative to their stature. Justin Thomas is behind nobody in terms of how far he puts it down there. He can put it down there just as far as he needs to. His problem is not, you know, angle of descent. His problem is, uh, uh, you know, accuracy. He, he hits it into spots that he can't get out of. I think we've missed the point. I think, you know, there have been these little threads from when he won in Detroit to when he competed at some other tournaments to even when he disappeared. And, it, I mean, if you go back and run back the last podcast you and I did, Mark Hubbard himself, from Mark Hubbard, who was almost DFL this week, on up to Rory McIlroy, who we still want to believe is the best player. All of them did not think this course was suited for Bryson. But the thing that I think they've all missed is how hard he works hitting shots out of the rough. That's it. He, He takes the seven all the way on up to the 56 degree wedge or whatever his highest wedge is. And he's hitting it out of the rough and he's working on it and they can't defend against it. That's That's right. That's right. Unless they change the damn course and move all of the bunkers and the hazards and everything forward, in which case Brendan Todd's going to win every tournament because he won't reach it. (laughs) They can't, they can't defend against this. Yeah, well, the 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 rough is not a defense. That's 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 what we, you know the the takeaway. There are defenses still out there. Out of bounds is still a defense. You could make it firm and fast. And, yeah, right. Some guys that's can't right. do it. You're and right. the, oh, the only thing that kept Bryson from playing better at the Memorial was he didn't take his wedge out. He tried to hit a three wood out of the damn rough. And what did we see this week? Clearly, in the last two months. The guy's been in the rough working super hard on how to get out of it because he wasn't having to just muscle every time. He actually struck the ball super well. And, that's exactly right. And and that's the sneaky part of his game. And the question is, where do we go from here? Because the last two guys who distanced themselves 
from the rest of the pack are the two most non-traditional, unorthodox guys in golf. What do you mean? Who? Who are you talking about? Matthew Wolf, who who swings the club around his head like he's, you know, a ninja fighting 6,000 guys attacking him from all angles and then strikes the ball beautifully somehow. And and BDC, you know, doing his thing. I mean, it, it is a different world in terms of sort of the traditional. I mean, I, and yet ZJ and Oosthausen were still in this thing. Yeah. So, so that's that's the the point. I don't when you say where do we go from here, we just what I say is we we're going to we have two masters in front of us. The next two majors are back-to-back masters. One in in November and and one in April and let's just see, you know, how this plays out. The 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 leaderboard as you went through that top 20, this leaderboard is ripe with guys who are in outstanding form. Harris English alone in fourth has been awesome the entire restart. That's not a fluke. Dustin Johnson's been the best player since the restart, tied for sixth. Top five, Tony, tied for eight. But they weren't really in it. But none of those guys were really in it. Here's what I'm going to ask you. The last time that somebody had a conversation like this was, you know, about Tiger in 2000. If we get to April, whatever it's going to be, after, you know, the Monday after the Masters, the second Masters, and BDC has three majors sitting on his mantle. Does the game need, right? Do we need to respond? Do we need to start Bryson proofing in the way that we tiger proofed courses back then? Because this is the most significant. Come this on. Is, no, but really, this is the most significant revamping of, an in, of a really good golfer's game since Tiger completely redid his swing after winning his 97 Masters and then came back and went on a crazy heater. Look, do we have to ask these questions after the run that Brooks was just on? Were you worried about Brooks proofing any any venue? No, because guys were winning in between. But he, he had, you know, top five finishes plus, you know, four majors in, in 18 months. But he didn't have three in a row. I'm, I'm asking you, hypothetically speaking, if Bryson wins let's, the next let's two. Let's bet right now. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, there are the odds are there. There are no odds for it. Nobody will write this because it's 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 but, but it's not just There's about no Bryson. Chance. What There's it's no tell- chance. OK, but what it's telling us, broadly speaking, it's not just about Bryson. Like n- what we know now is that the guys who hit it can carry it in the air. There's 10 guys who can carry it in the air 320 to 360 yards. And it looks like they're the only ones who can win majors. That's not true. Okay. Colin Morikawa just won. Okay. And by the he, way, Colin Morikawa was awfully close. He he just had a bad Thursday. He he was rounding in the form. If he could have birdied 18, he finished right on the uh, cut line. He was plus seven. And his back nine, I just want to do this super quick. His back nine to 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 get in. He was very very close to to making the cut. He he shot a uh, thirty three. Uh, you know he was two under. I, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to sort of be argumentative or or clown it. But I enjoy the, it. But 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 like the question is, our golf course. This was supposed to be the hardest golf course on the planet, and. What we started this Oak Oakmont has a, might have something to say about ish, that. Ish, okay? ish, okay. Yeah. But what we but what we started the pod with was actually, if you go through the top twenty golfers in the world, it did serve. They all, except for a few, 
played a role this week. The the screaming that's going to come out over the next two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, because we've got a little bit of a vacuum in the schedule, is going to be, hey, yeah, this was where we were going in the beginning of the restart, and then Bryson had a little bit of a lull. And where we were going was, oh my God, how are we going to defend against the length, right? And now that Bryson just won and Wolf was second, you know, with his crazy hitch and crazy swing, it's going to be a big topic of conversation. And what I'm asking you is, do we need to change the courses or is this okay? It's A-okay. I think we can just, you know, admire Bryson for the incredible personal journey that he went on in, in 2020. He took the 2020 chicken shit and turned it into some, some genuine chicken salad. I mean, plus four protein shakes and some chocolate milk sitting up there on the winter stand. I mean, it it is a, a really unparalleled story. Is there another athlete that you can think of in, in any sport that went through a transformation like this and recognized, you know, we, we have it all the time. We love this narrative in, in other sports that we enjoy in football and in basketball, uh, especially baseball, too where a guy recognizes some some aspect of his game that's not up to snuff and then does something about it, especially in Batacama Hoops Head. So every year I want to hear, uh, you know, the, the what in the summer after the NBA Finals, what are guys working on? You know, every, every, after every fall, I want to see, you know, some guys have made progress in their three-point shooting, their post moves. Kobe working with Hakeem in the post, right? That's right, exactly right. So to me, this is the of that same genus, that same phylum. You feel me? Yes. And so I, I am 100% with you. I have been sort of Socratically leading you to this point. Why are people going to scream about this? And the answer is nobody likes this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I mean, I don't know. Nobody we, likes him. I don't he's not as disliked as Patrick Reed. Is Bryson, that... how did you do it today? You know, you made all these transformations in your body, you've changed your swing. This was this was his opportunity to spike the football, and he thanked Bentley. <laughs> he thanked Bentley. I thought maybe that was a friend of his. I was no. hoping that's just his pal, Romaine oh. Bentley. Yeah. Couldn't that be a friend of his? <laughs> Couldn't that he be his buddy thanked, Bentley? He thanked his sponsor. I mean, why doesn't he just wear the full body fire suit from NASCAR? The best one was he thanked CPG. And immediately Twitter was like, oh my God, he just thanked Club Pro Guy. But sadly, sadly, it was not Club Pro Guy. Club Pro Guy did not miss the opportunity, by the way. There's a clip. He, he immediately grabbed the clip and, and put it up. As as he should have, but I mean, no normal human would do that. I don't think. Like, just take a breath. We just had a highly manufactured moment brought to you by Cisco, where you walked out of the scoring tent and supposedly saw your parents and faked like you were emotional, and then everybody was weird and the whole thing was weird. So we got through that corporate thing. Now you're going to get your first actual genuine ability to say hey, I've worked my ass off for this and I'm super proud and, you know, I know I've done some things wrong, but, you know, like it was time for a moment 
And instead, we got a Bentley ad. So <laughs> the reason everybody's going to scream about this, and by the way, the only reason it wasn't even worse, this was like an all-annoying final because uh, it was the perfect pairing for Bryson because Matthew Wolf, you know, God love him, he's not the most, f- I mean, the dude is a chatterbox. We, we got that from whatever the, the special, you know, uh, early COVID uh, f- for charity golf thing was. We figured out, boy can talk, you know, with all of them. And so the, the two of them in a final pairing was, I think, I think uh, almost as bad as if Patrick could read had been there for most people. No, I, I, here's it. Maybe I, I don't know why it is that I feel overly generous, over, overly gracious. You really are. When it comes to, to Bryson, I, I think a lot of what you are, are properly identifying is discomfort you know he he's not comfortable on on that stage and so he so he uses you know it's a defense mechanism for him to have this script and have and and he just cannot have you know he 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 lacks all of the emotional intelligence that rory who's really unparalleled in this respect as in golf in golf jordan spieth is kind of up there um, but Rory is unparalleled in terms of, you know, uh, uh, sharing what feels eminently relatable, you know, uh, sentiments and, and, and genuinely insightful. I, I just don't think, you know, Bryson's not comfortable at it. He's not good at it. Right. I'm going to tweak you just a little bit. Go ahead. I actually think he has a lot of emotion inside him. What's okay. weird about Bryson is he doesn't know how to communicate. He's not comfortable with himself. Okay. And, and it might be because he's a genius. And yeah. there's a lot of really smart human beings who communicate terribly because there's so much happening inside them that they're not great at communicating. Whatever's going on with him, my point is this. in If DJ had won and hit it 350 yards into the fairway, we would not be talking about we got to change the course. We'd be saying... Wow, what a heat, you know, what a run. If Rom had won hitting a three, Bryson won, and it's gonna engender this, hey, do we need to change things? Because people have a you know natural adverse reaction to a guy who is pushing every single corner of the golf bubble, right? Of the norms, because he's doing this, he's talking about his sponsors and his brand. He's hitting the crap out of the ball. He's putting in a weird way. He's strategically approaching a course differently. He's a, you know, the 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 opening pod that you and I did on, on the restart, we just said, there's a lot of people who, if you ask them, they'd be like, yeah, something ain't right with Bryson DeChambeau, which is just, he's a different guy and they're not comfortable with it. And there's just something there. I don't think that means we have to change the course. I think it's more about us than it's about him. And he's he's pushing the envelope in ways that we have not seen in the sport since Tiger Woods. That doesn't mean he's Tiger Woods, guys. It doesn't. But no, he's, I, he, he's making us think about what it means to play good golf for the first time in 20 years. So that's wonderful. That's terrific. We talked about this earlier. That's the kind of innovation that 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 I admire. And I don't think we need to continue, you know, pop psychologizing um, you know, the, the, the Bryson disposition, part of the thing for sure that definitely is, is, uh, in the, in the mouths of the golf commentariat is, you know, the ongoing discomfort with the advances in technology right. and, and, right. and the ball. Right. And right. so, 
you know, we, we, there's plenty of evidence out there that the ball flies farther and that the, uh, you know, the equipment, um, makes it easier for guys to get around the golf course. Like all, you know, scoring is up and distance is up. Like that's not, but to me, I still, the part of it that, that I find most compelling when it comes to professional golf is the competition. It's a fair playing field. Cause all those guys have that same, access to the same technological advances and same ball. And they were advances. all there this week. That's it. Exactly. Except for Brooks. Except for Brooks. I, I just, what I wanted was either a super weird Kevin Garnett, anything is possible scream <laughs> or like a double middle fingers. I showed you guys, you know, F you, uh, a moment. He, and he gave us, he gave us like a commercial and it was just, which in its own way is, Wonderfully, Bryson. There was the question put to him, do you feel validated? And he said, yes, I feel validated. So that that was it. I mean, that's... But that's... not until he talked about CPG. Like, Twitter wasn't <laughs> like, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he did get the, the ad plugs in uh, first, anyhow. Hey, my par-saving pals, quick break. I want to talk to you about the Whoop Fitness Wearable. It is a wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered you are, and how much stress you put on your body throughout the day from both your workouts and the normal stressors of life. When I'm talking about fitness wearable, it's like, it, look, it's, it's on a band. It's, you can either wear it on your wrist like a watch or you can wear it around your bicep. And it's equally functional for men and women. If you don't know what it is, you consider yourself a golf fan. You haven't been paying close enough attention. The PGA Tour procured 1,000 of the straps from Whoop for its golfers, caddies, and staff to help everybody involved at tournaments stay safe throughout the pandemic. Justin Thomas, his own self, said that the Whoop saved the PGA Tour. It is now the official fitness wearable of the LPGA, the Ladies Professional Golf Association, Ladies European and Symmetra Tours. I have been using this thing. I have both the bicep strap for when I want to just get it right on one of the pythons. And then I, I'm, when I'm sleeping, I put it down on the wrist. But the sleep information is incredible. It has helped me over the course of the last six weeks really understand how much sleep I need, how the quality of my sleep, how long the deep sleep I'm, I'm getting. And then when I'm waking up, and, and feeling a little out of sorts or whatever, I get some feedback almost immediately about why that is. But in any event, please check this thing out. It's cool. It's all over golfers, wrist and caddies for the U.S. Open. And now is your chance to get on Whoop as well. Whoop is offering a $30 off discount when you use the code HOUSE. That means you can get started for $0 up front at checkout. Go to whoop.com w-h-o-o-p.com enter the code house you get your first month free sleep better recover faster and train smarter with whoop today whoop this episode is brought to you by evernorth health services costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. 
pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible because they're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions? That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Is there anybody that you want to kill? Yes. Okay. Well, then let's skip the superlatives because really... No, we um, said it. In our offline conversation, you said the sneaky part about this U.S. Open is actually not the Bryson stuff, which, you know, listen, we spent enough time on it. It's some of the subtext of what happened underneath it, right? And I agree. It is things like, holy shit, uh, ZJ was in this U.S. Open in a real meaningful way. Top five Tony did his standard thing that we could have depended on. And, you know, like he's actually now the easiest bet on earth, right? Uh, it, it's, where is Patrick Cantlay? Like, has he just been passed? Is he done? Are we ever going to see him win a major? It's, have we overblown Xander? Is Xander ever going to be able to be the guy who steps up and wins? Or are we just going to talk about him as the great hope? I, I, what else did you see? Well, I... I was taken by the results. I did mention Zach Johnson to you, and I also mentioned uh, Louis Usti, Louis Usti, Louis Oosthuizen, because at the beginning of the week when we were talking to Justin Ray and then again with your brother, we wondered aloud who could who could get around this this golf course. Was this golf course going to be, you know, accessible? To, to guys who, who can't get off the tee, you know, drilling at 330 yards, is there going to be a possibility of guys, you know, who, who strategize and plot around and, and might have success otherwise? And I think both uh, uh, ZJ and Louis Usti proved that up. Now, Louis Usti, both those guys are, you know, top class in majors. Louis finished third, his sixth career top three finish in a major ZJ has two majors under his belt, 44 years old tied for eighth. And you know, he beat Rory today, head to head. They were matched up today and he took Rory's, you know, he took the Nassau. 
man of the year. That, that, that's right. Yeah, man of the year. That's exactly right. But I did like seeing, you know, we, we were sort of wondering aloud, oh, is there a, a way for other guys? And, and it also really did reinforce the, the, the quality of play that we've saw from the, you know, from the restart from guys hey, like house. Yeah. Zach Johnson finished 12 strokes behind. <laughs> no, but, but what you're, that, that just means congratulations, Bryson. That's what that means because top 10 still matters. Top 10 in majors still matters. Uh, yeah, it does. I, I know. And, and I look at it and Webb was in there. I mean, you're making a That's good right. point. ZJ was there. Webb was there. Louie was there. Lee Westwood was there. For a bit. He was, he was interesting for a bit. I, I think we have been reduced to eight to 10 golfers who have a real shot to win. Two or three of them are going to be in peak form at a major. And we're going to have sideshow bobs like Louis Oosthuizen and Zach Johnson and others who are going to make a nice appearance. But did you ever think Louis or Zach were going to win this week? No, although Zach did have a little run in him and w- where the odds were, were, were like got super exciting. It was available at like 200 to one at one point. And uh, his 68 uh, yesterday, Saturday, it was kind of exciting for, for a bit there. I mean, he shot four over today, so he was only two over. And at that point he was only seven shots out of the lead. Cool. So you, you never know on a Sunday, but in any event, um, who are we going to kill? You asked the right question. <laughs> who are we going to kill? I mean, Matthew Wolf cannot make a short putt when it matters. Nah, he's we're also not 21. Him. He's also 21. So, bro, he's played in two majors. He has top dude, five finishes. In so, so, we're not killing Matthew Wolf. <laughs> no, no, I'm loving great. Matthew Wolf. I'm kissing Matthew Wolf. Who are we killing? I don't know. Who, who's, your, who's your number one in, in your, your kill zone? In my kill zone, it is Hideki Matsuyama, who just. He just can't get out of his own way on the putter. It's just so painful to watch such an amazing golfer who, by the way, has, you know, his own country's media behind him every time he breathes in or eats nachos, much less takes a swing on a golf course. They follow him around. He's a massive hero, and he just cannot figure out how to putt the ball. This is a guy who should have four majors in his pocket right now. And we just never really believe when he's in the heat of the moment that it's for real. See, I feel like you did that just for me. Uh, this is our, our, our brain uh, waves being on the same wavelength. It really is because he's my number one as well. And the reason he's my number one is because I had a healthy wager on him to finish in the top 10. And I know, I know so much better than to start counting money but I really felt good when he arrived this morning on the golf course at even par, uh, and you know, in 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 very good shape to certainly hang in the top ten and maybe make some noise if he could ever figure out. And he started off. Uh, what, what did he start off? Either four over or five over through the first uh, uh, four holes. So I think he doubled one. I'm going to look it up real quick here. He, he started off, oh yeah, he doubled one. He started off five over through the first four holes, but then he made a nice birdie on six, a really impossible birdie, and then stuffed it on seven. He had a, a, a seven foot putt on, on number seven. And you know what he did right by the edge. And that really was it. That that's it. 
if you cannot grab the the tournament back, if you can't grab your round of golf, you need that opportunity because of your skill puts you in the position to grab that round back, snatch it back, and and put something, turn something good out of it. He just couldn't do it because he's 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 a terrible putter, and that's it. All right. Well, there's there's three other people who we're gonna kill, and and you can fight me on this. I'm gonna bucket two of them together, and I'm gonna save them. We just have to be honest, and you know I'm ride or die. You know I love him, but Jordan Spieth has got to change something significant. It's not good enough. It doesn't make sense. We're now wasting the prime of one of the best golfers we've ever had. And he has to change something in his professional life to solve this problem. And, and I, David Duvall's been saying it on the Golf Channel, I, 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 everybody's been saying it. Like, I wish he would just walk away from whoever's coach. Like, give us something different, Jordan. Be brave enough now to push away the people who you were closest to, not as friends, on a personal level, but on a professional level, something has to change. I don't disagree with what you're saying. The thing that I wonder about is, I, obviously, he has a game plan. He's acutely aware of being lost. Um, but the the challenge is, why why wouldn't why can't it work for him to just play through it? Why why isn't playing through it a, a possible pathway out of it? Here's why. The restart tells us exactly why, House. John Rahm disappeared for a little while during the restart, came back and won a bit. DJ, double 80s, disappeared for a little bit, came back and won. JT, out of it, came back and won in Memphis, right? Bryson, we didn't talk about him much other than a joke after uh, the memorial because it seemed like he was on a downward trajectory. The best players in the world are you know, understandably, golf is hard as hell. Like, it's impossible. Yeah, you say that all the time. But the best players in the world don't go away for two years. They go away for two months, and then they resurface and grab us by the throat and remind us that they're great at what they do. Jordan Spieth is not resurfacing. You have to... The, the growth mindset in this moment is to open yourself to change and doing something different. A closed mindset and sort of staying stuck in your ways continues doing the same thing over and over again and, and expecting different results, and that is the definition of insanity. Yeah, I, the, the, here's the problem, though. He just had a four-month break. We didn't see anything different, right? Like a lot but of what guys... what did he do different? We, uh, we don't know. Who knows? Who knows what he was doing in those four months? Do you know? He, he's got the same people on the range. He's got the same coaches. He's got the same setup where it's taken him so long. I mean, this guy, it, it just feels like talent. It, it feels like when Prince didn't record albums. Like, what are we <laughs> doing? Give him his masters. Like, give him a different producer. Like, somebody somebody change him to, to, to rejuvenate the creative energy that the best golfer, you know, as far as we knew, three years ago of a generation uh, needs to, 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 to resurface. I, my point, I think you're right, which is like he, his comments this week sounded wise. They sounded insightful. They sounded humble. They sounded understanding of the situation that he's in. My point is at some point we've got to see consistent results in just give me one tournament where he shoots four rounds in the mid to, you know, upper sixties. And we go, all right, that's a top four 
you know, top five from, from Jordan, it's going to come. What we're seeing is 62 followed by an 80 and it's not enough. He has got to make some kind of change because he's wasting genius. Well, I, I, I'm not prepared to call it a waste because the time horizon for golf, you know, you, you, we all understand how fleeting that uh, incandescent talent yeah. can be and how yes. quickly it can leave and how short that, that burst may be. And part of the, the real appeal of Jordan was that he was kind of it for like three years, like two and a half years. He, he didn't go on a seven-month heater, seven-month heater, six-month heater. He was like on it for, for a full three years, like age, you know, 20 to 23. He was right. on it. And then he so, plooped it in the lake in front of 12 at Augusta. So somebody get him a scuba suit and get him down there <laughs> to dig it out because it's there. It's not it's, gone. It's there. Well, and and I'm glad that we're talking about the 12th at, at, at Augusta because, look, if if there's any place for him to find that magic, to to rekindle that, that, you know, incandescent talent, why can't it be the Masters? And why can't it be this November? And the answer is he's got a lot of work to do to get it done. But we would ask that same question about the other two guys who are on the kill list. And I hate to tell you that they're on the kill list, but Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods showed us where they are this week. I mean, you just told, talked about two guys, one guy that's 44 and another guy that's 50. They're, 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 these guys, they're, they're, Phil is... <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to unpack for you there. Go, go, he's, go. He's a mar he's a master marketer now. He's yes. not a professional golfer. That's right. He's a professional salesman. That is and right. And that is awesome. I'm fine with it. He's great at it. He's hilarious. How many human beings would he have maimed, injured, or killed this week if there were actually fans <laughs> on site? Honestly. Well, how about this? That was probably the fans probably were his best chance at having any success at all because people would have been heading the ball, kicking the ball. I mean, you know, they, they would have been helping. Three guys would have walked out of Wingfoot with Callaway tattooed backwards on their forehead this week. It was an unbelievable display of spraying the ball. <laughs> but that's, I mean, he's 50. What do you want? I don't want anything from him. We knew what we were getting. Yeah. I appreciated that he was self-deprecating enough to record the commercials, but let's call it what it is, which is that Phil himself is one of the few athletes, you know, unlike some football players, quarterbacks who get into their forties and, you know, don't know, Phil understood the limitations of his own abilities. It's why he started on the champions tour a few weeks ago. It's why he's moving into these marketing things. He's going to show up at these tournaments. He's done competing for a win. Sadly, Pebble Beach will probably be his last win, right? We're going to love him for who he is. We're going to love the Tiger Phil back and forth, and they'll do all kinds of fun things that are, you know, quasi-champions tour-esque, probably just to put money in their pockets, not everybody else's. He'll make a few chance. Fine. We'll drink his coffee, and that's it. The question is, is Tiger Woods there? 
or do we still think he can have a renaissance the way we just talked about potentially Jordan Spieth? What do you think? I, what I think is that the um, window for Tiger for Tiger is narrowing in the sense that he can't go win at these big boy golf courses anymore. Ever? We, we, we can just start... Yeah, it's just... Is Augusta he, a big boy course? No, no, no. It's different. Augusta is is a shot maker's course. Augusta is a feel course. Augusta is a place where strategy still matters, where understanding and knowing... He has no chance at Torrey next year, the place where he won on a broken freaking leg. Uh, and the USGA ran, what, 11 million? Is that even a number? Commercials this week showing him winning? Just go back and look at how he's done at Torrey the last three years. The last three no, times he's played it. He has no chance. No chance. No. He can't play. It's too big. It's too big a ballpark for him. Look at how he played at Bethpage. Look, we called one thing right this week. And it was that Tiger Woods was definitely going to miss the cut here because it's done. He, I was rooting for him to make the cut. That's not the point. I know. The point is what it, what do we like? What do we really think? Yeah. And, and that and, and what you're saying is that's where he is. So you're saying to me that he is closer to Phil in terms of being done, 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 than to Jordan. We're we're more likely to see a Jordan Renaissance than a Tiger Renaissance. Of course. He's almost 20 years younger. This isn't rocket science. He's had 15 less surgeries. Will we ever see him in a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup ever again? As a captain, sure. He will never He will never play again. Well, no, no, no. I wouldn't go that far because, you know, what, he, he, what if he goes and kills Sherwood? He can, he can play Sherwood. There's a bunch of venues where he could be successful as he looks at Listen, you just, well, no, you just, just buried him, and then I told you you're never going to see him play a competitive round that matters again, and you're like, no, we got to hold on to it. And I'm with you, but realistically... No, he can't go play in these big boy venues in the, in the big boy events. He just... Mm. The, 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 it's too much for him. But there's plenty of opportunities still on tour for him to, 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 to top five and to win. Of course he can still win on tour. He played well on Thursday. He did, exactly. We were excited. It's just hard. It's over, man. You can see he doesn't have the physical stamina to grind the way that he needs to grind to be successful at those ven- that w- at wingfoot size venues. Like he 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 can't take everything in his entire life, set it aside, get himself in the perfect kind of physical condition, and grind, 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 grind to have enough game to be able to navigate wingfoot. That that those days are in the rearview mirror. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I'll take it. There's one other guy we're going to kill, and then we need to talk about the optimistic, hopeful things that came out of this week. The one other guy that we have to kill is Justin Rose, who has <laughs> Justin now— Justin Rose? Why do you want to kill him? Well, I don't want to kill him, but he had the same score as Tiger Woods. He made a club change at the beginning of this year. He has been awful since the restart, and it's not getting any better. And, you know, according to the World Golf Rankings, the dude is now— 23rd in the world, but he's falling fast, and it, this might be it. I mean, he he's a, a fine chap. I really admire I um, do too. what he did with his foundation in terms of starting the UK um, Women's uh, um, Association. You know, the women's focus that, that, like, he's on other stuff. He's doing other stuff in his life, and, and, and that's great. There are four Englishmen Four ranked ahead of him. Paul Casey, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, 
Terrell Hatton. He can still win, you know, once a year, something like that. But he's not a factor in majors. It's over. Yeah, that, which is fine. Big deal. BFD. Okay, so let's move to what was positive and exciting out of this week because the point of this week, I think, in the macro level was there's a new generation of golfers coming in, some of whom are playing old school, some of them are playing new school. But the leaderboard this week was hopeful <laughs> of, you know, telling us that there's a next generation that's here and here to stay. I mean, it's kind of insane because it felt like we were just talking about the next generation with JT and Spieth and, uh, you know, a little bit of Fowler, Berger. You know, Fowler's older than those guys, but, you know, the the, the guys who were at the, at the beach together, that was supposed to be the, the new generation. And now we're already on these kids that are right out of college. Victor Hovland tied for 13. Matthew Wolf, two top five finishes in, in two majors. And Colin Morikawa won the effing PGA championship, missed the cut here. But like those three kids have been pros for all of about 12 and a half months, if that. I don't even know if they, if all three of them have been pro for a full calendar year. I mean, it that's insane. And that is awesome. And each of those three guys have a different way of getting around the golf course. See, that's part of what I I find especially intriguing. And that's that's why, you know, this this sounding the alarm for the bomb and gouge um, brigade right. feels a little overwrought to me. That's all. That's all. Because the, these three guys couldn't be more different in, in how they get around. And we've said on this podcast, and we've had other professional golfers on this podcast say, of those three, Colin Morikawa is the one that that has the highest ceiling potentially, and he is the guy that 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 doesn't hit the ball, bomb and gouge. Do you believe that after these last two majors, in which Matthew Wolf was unbelievably impressive, he didn't win, and I know Colin won the PGA. Matthew Wolf surprised me in the last two majors. I love him. I love him. I love his attitude. I love his chatterbox. I love being introduced. His his introduction to kind of the the um, sporting public stage by way of that round at Seminole. He, he was kind of an afterthought in that charity event, the TaylorMade uh, charity event, where it was him and Rory and DJ and Ricky. Uh, but you know what? We he, he's 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 a pretty interesting kid and he's got a great attitude. Yes. There were 10 fans on the course. They were all, you know, in grandstands in people's yards. And what were they doing today? They were howling like a wolf, Nate dog. They were howling like a wolf for Wolfie. Yes. And that was the biggest eye opener. First of all, it made me miss fans. This was the sporting <laughs> event above oh. all sporting events in which I, I just missed fans yep. because it, it just, uh, not seeing Wolf and DeChambeau, who are two of the biggest, like, amazingly awesome head cases of all time, uh, have to deal with the pressure of fans. It, and it just got highlighted by those guys screaming Wolf's name, which would have been amazing if 40,000 people were doing it. It would have been amazing. I mean, this 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 event, so the PGA felt kind of different. It did not, to me, feel that deprived uh or or the the impact of the fans was not because of how right. like the scenery of it the setting of it um 
the way that it's just sort of and then and the the fog and everything like that this event is supposed to have 40,000 people you know around greens and stuff and they're supposed to be giant roars imagine the roar on 9 when Bryson made his eagle and then Wolf put his eagle on top of it like just imagine I don't even think they make those putts in front of the people, by the way. I think Louis Oosthuizen might have a better chance. I think DJ could win the tournament. Great call. Great call. I mean, it, 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 there is, the guys have said throughout this restart that, you know, part of, you know, adapting to the no fan thing does have an, a, a uh, meaningful impact on the amount of pressure that they feel. It's a different kind of pressure. Hmm. Well, look. Pretty damn good. I'm pretty happy. You have to say it's been amazing in view of where we were between March and June. We've just had 15 unbelievable weeks. And if you sat down at the beginning of the year and said, here are the winners of the first two majors that are going to be competed. Sure. Sure. Pretty great. Pretty cool. Colin Morikawa. And, and 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 Frank and Frank and Bryson, we have eight to ten legitimate contenders for the heavyweight championship of the world. We have not had this in golf really ever, and and we've talked about this multiple times. We got so used to just rooting for one guy, Tiger, and what we sort of established this week, really, because Tiger was kind of hanging around the PGA this week. We understand that Tiger is more Phil than sort of with the up-and-comers. That's okay. We love him. Hopefully, he gives us some renaissance moment. We need to cherish that Masters last year for what it was. But now, we have to appreciate this moment in which we have 8 to 10 absolute game changers all out there throwing haymakers. Each of them, with the exception of Xander, won a tournament since the restart. And it's a gift if you're a fan of golf. We're not going to do any better than that. Nate Dog, always a pleasure. We're back again soon. We're on this little stretch here where guys are going to start trying to collect some FedEx Cup points. They're going to try and build up that resume a little bit. And you know what? I, I'm kind of intrigued to see what, you know, if there's some new names that start appearing on, on these leaderboards and so forth. We also have some good stuff coming up um, for the show over the next uh, month or so have an angle on some interesting other walks of life kind of, of golf folks, perhaps a little LPGA action here. Yes. I'm excited to see what's going on with their tour. I, we have a line on, on a, a, a LPGA correspondent on the ground, Nate dog. I'm not going to share it with you right now. We have some other folks from other walks of life coming up. So I, we have a nice little fall. It's, it's fall here, by the way, on the East coast. Is it fall on the West coast? No, we don't have seasons. We just have fires. Ish, right? I didn't. I walked right into that. You well, did. I don't want to. I don't want to end on that note. Well, we can talk about earthquakes if that makes it better. <laughs> <laughs> or spiders. It's spider season here in LA. Oh lordy! Anyway, Look, you know what it is? Well, well, it's the fall had, golf season. It's the a fall bunch golf of it's going to be on the West Coast because the Asian swing is now here between Vegas, Shadow Creek, and TPC Summerlin. And uh, up at Sherwood. So yeah, the September, October, November, between the Masters and this equally, uh, e you know, all these tournaments of equal importance to people's, you know, progress on the FedEx Cup. This is going to be a great fall. Yeah, that's it. That's the right note. Nate Dog, always a pleasure. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, Hal. 
This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 